The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Agoffin, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Agoffin has scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Hello everybody, welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. This is our Christmas episode. Um, Merry Christmas one and all. We will talk about Leicester, we will preview the Leicester game uh, and then we'll do a fun, well, we'll do a Christmas quiz. You'll decide whether it's fun or not, I suppose. Um, we're going to do a Christmas quiz. Um, we've all got in the spirit. Um, Tom with us. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. Just got off the... Uh... The Leicester, Leicester, Leicester till I die podcast. If anyone wants to go listen, uh, really nice guys. <laughs> I think they gave us a lot more credit than we deserve for Saturday. But yeah, I think they're very worried. Good. <laughs> yes. Uh, Danny, uh, with the um, reindeer ears, uh, reindeer antlers. Sorry. Obviously, well, they've got that little ears on the sides here. So well, yeah, I'm doing all right. I've um. Just clocked off work until Christmas Eve. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Rob getting a pacing on Saturday and then Christmassy things. Absolutely. And Mick, I love the contrast of shirt and tie and then the Christmas hat. It's just lovely. Uh, it's like Father Christmas on, on, on when he's like interviewing somebody for a role or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm all right, mate. Yeah. I don't have time to get changed. I'm just going from work. I'm sorry. Fair enough. No worries. This is this is like that. this is like Father Christmas in July when he's hiring new elves for the workshop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Right. Um Dutra's with us as a good evening. Merry Christmas to one and all. So obviously evening, everybody. Merry Christmas. Powerman says the same. Steve Goodness says everybody. Evening, guys. We just want three points for Christmas. We would love that. Nathan Cowtree is with us. Noel Jordan says good evening and Merry Christmas. Uh, let's start with Shelley. Anyone else think that Saturday could be a cricket score? Tom, oh, it could be. Uh, Leicester, are, Leicester are a good team. 
but they've shown frailties. Certainly at the back, they've shown a few frailties of mm. recent weeks. So yeah. it could be four or five nil, but I don't think it will. I certainly think we'll we'll lay a punch or two. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking to the guys, they, they seem to think that they're very weak at defending corners, defending balls into the box, which could work really well for us. Mm. Um, and I know that that's the way that Richardson kind of wants to play. But again, it's it's tough to. It, it would be ironic, but it's tough to see our first away win in over a year coming against top of the league, especially yeah. top of the league with Premier League caliber. It's a it's a very tough ask. But if well, you know that's football. Uh, I think I think they all they, I think they both went with a three-one win to Leicester. So at least mm. we get a goal, uh, <laughs> giving us some kind of credit. But yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't even know how we're going to set up yet. No, no, I don't either. No, no we'll, we'll come we'll come on some guesses later on. Um, I think Dan, they've won the last two games three-two. I think home 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 to Millwall, apologies, and then away to Birmingham on Monday. So mm. there's goals in it. We we, we, we lost three-two to Plymouth last week. So. Against Leicester, when you're playing top of the league, you, you just want to see that. You just want to try and, have a, try and have a good game. If we all want three points, that'd be amazing. But you've got to be realistic and say, right, let's just try and take the game. So let's try and upset them, and that might pay off. There's, there's, there's always a chance in the championship, especially in the championship. Yeah, there is. There's always a chance. But it's one of them where it's like the more it goes on with our waveform, the more the chance diminishes, and it's just like, oh. But um, we saw. The vast improvement in the opening stages of the Plymouth game um, that Liam Richardson's implemented, um, it's a tall order against top of the league. I mean, he's come out and said himself that Leicester are, you know, a Premier League team in the EFL. It's their mm. own fault for being in that position, but I think he's right. They won't be like that for much longer. Um, but, you know, we, we we sort of bloodied Leicester's nose a little bit when they came to the New York. Like, all right, fair enough, we lost the game, but it was one of those tight losses where one decision could have swung it, one, you know, different decision could have swung it, whether that's players or whatever. <laughs> um obviously Leicester's quite strong at home this season, but you know, and I'll put my hand up for the could it be a cricket st- score. I think if Leicester are on song and we're completely off it, then yes, it could be. However, if Leicester are a little bit too keen to get the early mince pies in and we just want to play football, then, you know, we could actually see a result. A win might be a little bit too much of a Christmas wish, but a draw, you know, we might find it at the end of the stocking. I'm for the Christmas puns tonight. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> um, but not football I mean, Mick, but the team that will probably go on to be the best team in the championship will probably beat the points total with, with how they've been this season. How ironic or whatever would it be for them to lose to the team that's not won away from home for 13 or 14 months? It's, I don't know why. It's just got that ringing feel about it for me. I, don't, I, I might be just with the Christmas spirit getting into me too early, but it's just got that silliness about it, this fixture. Yeah, I don't know. Chef United probably thought the same last season, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Um so, so yeah, it's entirely possible. Unlikely, uh, it's not probable, but it's possible. Um, we know from when we played them at our place that they're not a team that copes particularly well with um, with uh, being pressed. And, and as you said at the back, they are suspect. Um, it took a, a demoted Premier League referee to uh, to give them the, the three points um, when they came down to New York Stadium. Ironically, we've got a demoted Premier League referee 
in charge of the game on Saturday. So um, I expect more of the same, probably, uh, possibly more, uh, more than we had last time, given given uh, given Mr. Bond's previous um, previous behaviour. So it's going to be a tough game, definitely. But we'll take the game to them. Well, there's no doubt about it. There are plenty of, plenty of positives in the performance at Plymouth um, that, that that suggested to me that we're going to be setting up differently away from home than we have done. Um, and we are going to take the game to teams, um, whether it be teams down the bottom end of the league or the, t- or the top end. I, I just don't see us sitting back and trying to soak up the pressure. Um, that would That would be... Foolish, absolutely foolish. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. it it's a day out, and it, and it, 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 it's not our battle, as we've said yeah. before. Uh, but unfortunately, we're not winning our own battles, so you know, we're gonna have to pick somebody else's and see if we can get some out of them. Mm. Uh, you mentioned referees, Mick. I don't know if you've read this, the article by the EFL this week, I just want your opinion on oh, god. Um, They've got AFL, so they've, they've managed to get 85% of all big decisions correct, which means yeah, they've got 15. What said, is it? Well, go on. Well, go on. Uh, you see, the, the, the devil with these things is in the detail, isn't it? So these key metrics that they use um, are, there's no definition of what they are for a start. So one of them is goals given or not given. Well, we've got, we've got goal line technology. So they've all been given correctly or not correctly. So that skews the figures immediately. Mm. You know, so after the 560 odd or whatever it is that they've got right, how many of them were giving goals one way or the other? Mm. You know, so straight away, your percentage, all those all those decisions about giving goals were right. Technology mm. says so. So if there's 40 or 50, 30, whatever it is, your, your percentage starts to go down again. And, and then the, the definition of some of the others, they're all very, very woolly. So it allows those figures to be um, to be manipulated. We all know that key decisions often are not the ones that change the game. Mm. They're not the ones that change the game. They're not the ones necessarily that alter the momentum in a game. You know, it's your piffling little little silly fouls here, silly fouls there that are given one minute and not given the next. Those are the things that often change a game. Corners not being given when they should be, goal kicks being given when it should be corners, and so on and so forth, as we saw last weekend. So, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, and I understand what they're trying to do, um, and and I have no issue with them trying to do it. But you need to be, if you're gonna if you're gonna give a set of criteria, you need to be very very explicit about what mm. that criteria is. And as soon as you start to to woolly it up, like those, uh, I think there's eight points that they consider. So at least three of those are I don't I don't even know what they mean let alone what they could possibly be so you straight away you're into a position where they can skew the figures we all know as, as, as supporters even if even if you take your, your sort of partisan hat off um, that the standard and the, the quality of the decision making within the championship is as low as it's ever been. We see it week in, week out. You know, you watch te- you watch other teams who we're not connected with and you just see it time and time again. And we've talked about it and talked about it till we're blue in the face. It's about making consistent decisions, making the same decision over and again, and we don't even do that. So whilst I accept what they're trying to do and I get what they're trying to do and, and that they're trying to address the issue, you know, because there are obviously going to be learning points coming out of this. Mm. 
setup that they've got. You know, they've got ex players and everybody else on this board. Brilliant, it's fantastic. But they've got to learn from it, and they've got to take. They've got to take take away the um, the, the the key points from it, and and we'll see whether that happens, whether they, whether things change. But I don't believe those figures for a minute, personally. No, no I don't. Uh, John Ross, is this? I think if his car, as they say, assume the Leicester defender nearly breaking Buchan's leg a bit on the left game isn't a key decision. Does it does it fall within the criteria within with those those eight criteria? I'm not convinced that it does. I'd love yeah. to see what their definition of a key decision is because um, obviously they've not actually defined what a key decision is. Yeah. Um, it's certainly in their stats measurement, but at the same time, stats can always be misconstrued. Like like you've just said, Nick, but at the same time, if they have tried to misconstrue the stats to like be key decisions, whether it's a goal or not, whether it's a penalty or not, you know, whether it's an attacking free kick, etc., um, or whether it's a yellow or a red card through whatever independent panel or whatever they've they've run it through, 85% still seems a little bit low. Yeah, you shouldn't be celebrating that. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's like... It's like um, on a GCSE paper, and you have to get you know like ninety percent to be you know given an, an, an yeah. A star, yeah. and you get eighty five percent. It's like we've well, still only got a B. You know yeah. what I mean? You should be aiming for the A star. You should be aiming to be like the best officials you know mm. in in the country. Um, so eighty five percent seems weirdly low to me. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, if it was ninety percent plus, then we'd go all right, fair enough. Like Powerman's just saying, like it should be over ninety five percent. I think between. 90 and 95 would sort of go, all right, yeah, fair enough. Mm. But 85%, it's like, really? One in, one in five, wrong. Exactly, exactly. One in five is wrong, which, you know, when you narrow the field, that's pretty bad. You know, it should is be it... under one in every five is wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. Probably, it should it's be probably like every right. one in 10, yeah. for example. But It's probably right, that, that figure. But you look at the criteria, the criteria is, I've, I've got them here in front of me, penalties awarded or not awarded, that's clear cut, I accept that, that's a, that's a definite key moment and, and and I agree with that one. Sendings off, whether they are or not sendings off, well, John mentioned the Birmingham the other night, that's a clear sending off, that will be assessed I guess and that will go down as a wrong decision, has to do. But then, Like, like, um, like a Dauphin against Plymouth, you know, there were yeah, yeah, swathes yeah. with that one. But but that I mean there were so many key decisions missed in that game. It's ridiculous, mm. isn't it? That game wasn't eighty five percent average. No. Denial of a goal scoring opportunity is yeah, could be debatable. Mm. Second cautions, goal awarded. I've talked about um, a major application of the law. What does that mean? There is no there is no definition of that. But it needs if you're going to tell if you're going to tell us that you're using that as a key metric as a as a as a as a well a, a, a key performance indicator. We need to know what it is. The referees need to know what it is. Everybody needs to know what that specifically means because it doesn't actually say anything, you know. And and then the other one, technical area removal. Well, that how is that going to impact a game? It's sending a manager off so it impacts the game, does it? That, that's not impacting the game. Right. So again, it's not really a key match incident. But even you even know? with that, well, that area, anyway, it, like the amount of times managers step out of the technical area and nothing happens, it's only when they've ended up sat next to linesmen when something actually happens. So it's but like it, it, it shouldn't even be there as a key match incident because it's no, not. Exactly. It will excuse stats, doesn't it? It excuse the stats because oh, every single one it, it will be correct. So every you, you you're not going to sit tell to me say to me that oh you should not have booked Matt Taylor that one time. That it's it's a correct decision, so it goes in the tick column anyway. 
done it. Pretty relevant. The comment from Powermad, um, decisions that are not acted on, like surrounding the ref, and how do they judge that? Anyway, you're right. I've opened a can of worms. Sorry, everybody. You need to redefine that checklist. It's EFL, not I would prefer to prefer however this time it's not. So the, the bottom line is, given that the criteria that they've used there, it's manipulative. Mani- you, it's a, you're able to manipulate it. Yes. Yeah, manipulative. Yes. Moving back on to Rugby United. Could just confirm ref watch. Yeah, Darren Bond is the referee on, on <laughs> against Leicester. I don't think we ever mentioned that. I think we just... No, you agree. said, oh, talking about the refs of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, just go to the IFC. I think IFC's put a tweet out about Darren Bond. If you're interested in his history with Oliver United, go to the IFC. Um, yeah, so, so it could be fun. Mm. So, what do you want to see from Saturday? Because last week against Plymouth was uh, a world away from any other away game we've seen this season. Um, but that was Plymouth, and with the greatest respect in the world, it was Plymouth, it wasn't Leicester City. So, but do you still want to see the sort of same application? Still, the balls into the box, still the Bramall bombing up the left-hand side, Dexter on the right-hand side. Do you still want to see that attacking play, or would you happy just to be sort of sitting and hit on the break, maybe? Well, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because if, if I say to you, no, nil-nil before the game, you take it, but <clears throat> then you don't want to watch a game and it be full of nothing, and then we, we have nil-nil. Because then you thought, well, why didn't we go for it? So it's, it's tough to say, oh, would you? No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy, no. I'd be happy with the result. I wouldn't be happy with the performance. I feel like... We can lose or draw. We need to put. Uh, we need to go with the same mentality that we did against Plymouth because that's all that this is is mentality. I think we've spoken to Helen back about what's mm-hmm. gone wrong with Rotherham away this season, and the thing that you just keep reverting back to is the kind of psychology, psychology, uh, psychology behind it. Henceforth, we need to just keep um, keep the same mentality up. If we're going to attack teams, we're going to get at teams. Uh, we're going to get the bo- ball into the box early. Um, we're gonna we're gonna attack down the wings. All the kind of do the basics right. Um, if we lose, we lose on our terms, not theirs. And I think that's the kind of mentality we need to put into this game, whether it's top of the league or not. It's a it's a it's a side that has conceded two in their past two games um, against teams that. Ooh, careful how I say average. this. Aren't yeah, average. <laughs> but. but you know, having watched their game against Birmingham, they do have some quick, nippy players who are going to hit you on the counter and who are going to cause you issues. Do, I mean, Dewsbury Hall and Ndidi in midfield is like a what 80, 80 million midfield as it is there. You know, it's it's not it's not going to be an easy game. We'll get we'll get at them and we'll, we'll we might lose, but at least if we we get at them and lose on our terms, then it's better than us sitting back and waiting for them to hurt us. Uh, that's the way I see it, anyway. Mm. Yeah, uh, Kim Hayward says rightly says they look really good on the counter. Yeah, it was the Brum uh, yeah. first goal I think at Birmingham, or certainly one of the early goals. Oh. But, but yeah. the first two, Jewsbury Hall and Mavadidi, who's yeah, by the way, celebration was unbelievable. <laughs> For anyone that hadn't seen it, he, he sat on the advertising yeah. boards at the Birmingham end and just sat there with his arms folded and had everyone join him, which is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rooney came out and said it was a uh, <laughs> fair enough. He just went, he got commented. Oh, you're not angry about the celebration? He went, No, I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I was it's not a secret weapon, Danny, but one of the things that we we are we we are good at, I suppose, is stopping the counter. But we have Cohen Bramall. He is able almost every time a team tries to break against us, you, you just wait for the pass, and then Bramall just cuts the pass. But 
Leicester might be the only one of the teams that have a player or two that might be able to match him. Mm. And they're better on the ball than any mm. other team in this league. So I wonder if that's going to change the thinking maybe. Because whenever we have a corner, you leave Corin Bramwell back and don't worry about it. Because if all happens, Bramwell will cover it. It's fine. It's one of, those, one of his major strengths. Um, would you be surprised if we changed tactics, bearing in mind that their speed and pace that they've got on counter? Um, I wouldn't be surprised, no. I, I'd almost weigh up Saturday as, as one of them where we just have to be patient with Leicester and frustrate them. You know, because Leicester Stratton is one of those teams where they sort of let the opposition come onto them a little bit and then they go bang on the count, on the counter-attack. Um, <clears throat> I didn't catch much of the Birmingham-Leicester game, but it was on at the pub. And Leicester was so quick on the counter attack. Birmingham would be on the edge of their 18 yard box, and suddenly, bang, Leicester were on the, the edge of their six yard box. Um, so we might have to change tack a little bit and just be patient and frustrate them. Maybe not go flying into challenges as much as we did at Plymouth. Um, because apparently Darren Bond has given out 34 yellows and one red card in the eight games he's officiated this season. In eight games? Eight games. Okay. 34 yellow cards <clears throat> and one red card. So, I are still banned into it. So, at least he can't get sent off in this game. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the only changing tactic I can think is just more patient build up, you know, um, not necessarily just passing it sideways like we've seen before. Still, I'm still thinking progressive football. Um, but as soon as we lose possession, we just sit in and hold Leicester at bay. You know, so, sort of like we saw in the first half against, who was it? Against West Brom. A similar sort of performance to that, I think, mm. where we're just slightly more solid at the back, soak up the pressure, frustrate them to long shots where they don't really have much luck, fingers crossed. Um, and then potentially just try and nick something. I think I know. I know it's not quite the mentality to have, but a draw away at Leicester is better than a loss away at Leicester. And if we nick something, then fair enough. Mm. But at the same time, like you said earlier, Tom, to, um, they've conceded two goals in the last two games to teams that are average. You know, maybe it equates to one for one of the poorer sides in the league. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, Mick, you shook your head then. Did you shake your head then? Uh, a little bit, yeah, a okay. little bit. I can't remember why though, and I can't remember what Dennis said. It was just one of the one of the things he said there. Just uh, yeah, the, 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 I think it was the thing about just trying to nick one. Well, no, I think it was about the West Brom game. I just it gave me a cold shiver running out back in the spine. <laughs> but, well, if, if we if we extend that first half over the full ninety minutes, then oh, potentially okay, just don't Danny, don't capitulate like the second half. Danny, I'm, I'm good at game, mate. I, I, that, that's, I can't I can't stand ninety minutes of that. But would, <laughs> would you prefer the point rather than nothing? Listen, I don't know how much time I've got left. I'm not wasting 90 minutes with it, flipping watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. You know what I mean? Please, I'm not that old. But, but I'm getting to the stage where I'm starting to treasure every minute and 90 of that, it just, it, it kill me. And, and let's be fair, Leicester wouldn't allow that anyway because they're a far, far better oh. side than West Brom were on the night that we played them. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, it's... Um, We'll have to wait and see how he sets it up, but I, I suspect that it will not be much different in terms of the level of performance that it was than it was at, at Plymouth. Um, circumstances dictated, uh, circumstances outside our control lost us that game, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I don't think I, I find it very difficult to argue against that point. Um, 
if we're able to keep that level of performance up, we, we'll frustrate them. There's no doubt that we will frustrate them. We've got pace at the back in Colin Bramall, who is probably one of, if not the fastest players in this division, in my view. Um, uh, Hakeem Adolphin is no slouch. You know, he's, he's got some pace back there, as has Dexter. So, in, in that sense, if they're, even if they are quick on the break, for the bulk of the time, I would hope that we might be able to counter that. Um, but not all, not all game, not for mm-hmm. nine minutes, you know. So, um, I'm just hoping, I just want to, I want a performance of a similar ilk where, where there's some passion, there's some fight, and there's some creativity, and we get the ball in the box because that's what we had last weekend, and that's what I expect from. From Liam Richardson now, and I, and I think that's his game anyway. Uh, you know, and when we get the opportunity, let's get the ball in the box because, as as has been said by a few people, Leicester fans and, and, and fans of other teams that have played them, you know, they are they can be vulnerable at the back, um, and we've got people who could put the ball in the back of the net. So, you know, it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we get something from this game. Like I said, right at the, right at the start of this, it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've put ourselves in a position where it's important that we do, and that 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 is our fault. You know, we, we we can't really blame anyone else for that. Although there's a few contenders, but um, you know, so just let's just go go there, play our game, and uh, and, and see what we get out of it, if anything. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Nick says play exactly the same. Uh, it means we can Plymouth game. If we lose, we lose. Because if we sit back, we'll lose anyway with the quality yeah, we have. Yeah, exactly. Um, lose on our terms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Doko says, Romney, you have to be patient. Leicester will pass it around the back all day long. As soon as Rome try and push forward, Leicester will be behind you. Which is a threat you've got to take into account, uh, certainly. Uh, Nick asks if Fred is due back. Liam Richardson was very coy about this. So on the on the Cafu, Fred and Klukas, he was said he was hopeful that some of them would be available over the Christmas period. Um, originally, Fred was one of the first that was due back, but I don't, I, I can't remember. If, I seem to remember reading he had a setback. Anybody back at this point would be absolute dream. Any of anybody, get back, you know, what I mean, that's where we are. Um, Nick, Nick also says that Hacks has got to be playing at the back. Um, in terms of selection, Tom, obviously, last week we started Hugo and Nombe up front, and I thought they played really well together. Too. I know Hugo missed his chance, but I thought as a, as a two, they linked up as well as they've ever done. But Tommy's scored, and what that's brought everybody up is like, oh my god, Tommy's scored, let's start him. I'm not at that stage. I it was honestly, I was buzzing when he scored, but I thought Hugo and Nombi worked really, really well together, and I think they complement each other. And Leicester may not like that. Well, they should, they get the home game. They didn't really like playing against Hugo, to be honest with you. He caused them quite a few problems. He scored, had to, had to foul, but not, they've never been disallowed for nothing. He scored against them. Uh, so for me, I would stick with Hugo and Nombe. Would you be tempted at all to chuck Eves in there? Maybe he's an impact sub. Mm. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm not quite sure he's a starter. But as an impact sub, yeah, sure. Why not put himself about? Maybe give him more time this time, 70 mm. minutes onwards. Um, yeah, I don't think his match fitness is there. He seems up for it mentally now, which is quite nice to see. Mm. But physically, I don't think he's quite match fit. Um and like you said, they, they worked well together. Um, yeah, I'd go for that. But the way you you having said 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 that means that you want us to go for a five back again. I'd the same, yeah, yeah. You'd go the exact same. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Other than I I Yeah, fair. I think I I think I'd go the same. Not 
we're assuming Peltier's fit, right? I think we are assuming Peltier's fit. They're not not seeing anything to shift against. Yeah, I'd go for the exact same team then. Um, which is a bit of a shame because I think this is the sort of game where you put hacks in midfield. Yeah. But I think you do need his pace at the back. I think they are they are going to hit you on the counter like no other team in this division. Um, mm. It's uh, it's Mavadidi and what, I can't pronounce this, the Famu Famu uh, the other winger. Um, <laughs> fantastic, both fantastic wingers, uh, and Pat Sundaka up uh, mm. through the middle who cost them twenty million from the Champions all? League side. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, so you know, it's a it's a lot to, it's a lot to deal with. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll they'll struggle with the physicality that we have, and perhaps at fullbacks, if I'm not mistaken, I think Enzo, Mackenza, Mackenz, I don't know. Maresca. I, yeah, Maresk. I got slated for not being able to pronounce it on the uh, on the other podcast, but <laughs> I think I think he's similar style to Pep in that he wants to play. Ricardo Pereira, their right back in centre mid, which can give a lot of lot of space down the wings, um, mm. to say the least. You know, him and James Justin like to come inside and, and get on the ball. It means that they're exposed at fullback. Balls in the box early. You never know what happens when defenders are defending their six yard box. Um, they never like to. No. Uh, so yeah, it'll be an interesting game. And I, I agree with you. Same setup, same team. Um, has to be. Mm. Uh, comments. Harry says, got to start Eves. He gives them a chance. Something He has got something to prove. Whereas Paramount says, I try Eves. He was also got Eves and Nombe. So he put Kelly Hugel later. But Nick says it's probably the wrong game for Eves to start. Nombe for Pace Hugel just to ruffle the defence up a little bit. Yeah, we've we've seen... <laughs> it was great to score, Danny. I mean, we're great. But I think we all need to take a step back and realise that he played really, really well for 25 minutes of his Robin career so far. And that's not a dig at him. I think he's been harshly done by. But he scored a goal. That's that's really... I know he played well in that time, but I think, as we do as football fans, I think people are getting a bit carried away, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Do you think you agree? or? Yeah. Um, I th- it is fantastic that Tom Eves has got his first um, league goal for Rotherham, and he's finally got that, you know, monkey off his back, you know. Mm. Uh, because you could tell a lot of upheaval has happened to him behind the scenes. And just to get that one off him, it made him feel amazing. However, it's one of those moments where you'd need to manage it carefully. And this falls at the door of Liam Richardson because Tom Eves is on top of the world right now. He's finally scored that league goal. But <clears throat> I still think a start is too soon for him. He needs to bottle that emotion of how it felt to come on and grab the equaliser, get rid of the whole last-minute winner for Plymouth thing. Um, and take that emotion for when he comes on as a substitute. I just think it's just too soon to start him. Um, potentially after the festive period, if he keeps putting in this level of performance, yes, I would start him. Uh, but like you said, this is that was probably the best moment of his Rotherham United career, like the best minutes anyway so far. Yeah. Bar that little period at the end of the Sheffield United game, um, where it was just colossal. But if he puts in a similar performance when he comes on against Leicester the, when he did against Plymouth, then we might explore it for Boxing Day or the Sunderland game. You know, but I agree. I think it's just the wrong game for him to start. You know, he's your big centre-forward character. Um, and we need the pace of Nombe just to counteract whatever they've got in defence. 
Um, and then Hugo just to, you know, rough him up a, a little bit of a harsh term. But, mm. you know what I mean? Just don't go diving on the floor all the time, Hugo, because you can tell referees have got his number now. He needs to stand up to it now. And, <clears throat> you know, he might be more foul, he might not, but just stand up to it a bit. Um, but like Tom said, it's going to be such an interesting game for the whole team because um, I think Leicester's squad's worth about 100 times as much as ours. Yeah, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but just to counteract there, I go Nombay and, and Hugo bring Eves on later on, potentially Kelly as well. Um, you know, because Kelly's just so unorthodox. But to go back to your question, it's just too soon. I think it's too soon emotionally for Eves to start. He needs to ride the high of the goal and get another one and then go again. I think, mm. yeah. Nick says, with me, with all these, he said not to start Eves. He said that Eves could do well holding up the balls and set plays, which is what we're relying on against Leicester. That's what Hugo does, Mick. Um, I know Hugo comes in for a lot of stick, but that's what Hugo does and did last week. Um, he gets hated on a lot, Mick. I know I, I'm a Hugo fan. Too. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I like Hugo. Um, and I, but I know he gets a lot of stick, but I think that people just say, oh, he scored a goal and I don't really like Hugo or just swap him over. Yeah, I, I I I like him as well. I like him. He, he's he's one of those players that you 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 hate to play against. Mm. You don't like if you're an opposition supporter. If he's playing for you, you love him because of because of the way he performs and the way he gets in players' faces and and winds players up and, and so on and so forth. Uh, he still hasn't learned that because he's wearing that red shirt, he isn't going to get the free kicks he got at Norwich uh, and at West Brom. You know, it, 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 week after week after week. He's he's getting fouled and not give they're not being given so he takes to throwing himself on floor and they're still not given you know when he was at Norwich and at other clubs those fouls were given hundred percent they were given um, and given uh, as we've got Mr Bond on 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 Saturday he's going to get nothing he will get nothing so it, 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 for me if there's any fault in in Jordan Hugel's game it, it's it's kind of recognizing what he isn't isn't going to is and isn't going to get from the referee early in the game and then concentrating on on the opposite, i.e. holding the ball up, bringing other players into play uh, and getting in the box and getting on the end of crosses, which hopefully we might have some this week because we did last. Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's a tough one because Tommy, when, he come, when he's coming on now, he's holding the ball up very, very well mm. uh, and he's not trying to get himself into positions where he's constantly fouled. Despite that, he's getting constantly fouled, but he's not trying to, he's not, you know what I mean? He's not trying to get himself in those positions. Um, so, well, well, yeah, I think I think Hugo will start. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think Nombe will probably start as well because it gives us that pace up front, um, which Hugo doesn't give us, unfortunately. Um, but uh, Tommy has got a part to play this season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely he has. Um, so, well, well, who knows? Who knows what Liam Richardson's going to do? True, very true. I, I can see him starting both. I can see him starting Eves and Hugo and just sitting back. I don't know. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, not because it of anything. Done. It's just a style of play. If he wants mm. to put balls in the box, there's no two better in the league than them two. True. If he wants to hold it up, there's no two better than them two. But I wouldn't personally do that, but I can see him doing it. It, it, it depends on, on how resilient the back... Back or the two the centre backs, whether it's a, 
a back two or a back three of um, of Leicester are. You know, if they're a little bit sort of Premier League, then then he may well do that. It's, it's six foot six Vestergaard and Valt Feiss, who doesn't strike me as the most intimidating defender. Yeah, Vestergaard probably does. The other defender, maybe not as much. So you know, pace against Vestergaard, strength against the other one. It kind of yeah. contrasts well. Yeah. yeah. Um, me and Tomorrow said that we won't make any other changes. Danny, are you with that? Other, are you are you just a uh, fitness permitting and obviously Morrison via Ayala? Anything else you'd you'd be tempted to change? Um. No, not really. I'm, I agree. I think it's just fitness and suspension permitting to the starting eleven um, on Saturday, and hopefully it stays eleven versus eleven. Yes. Well, I was not on the pitch, so it will do. Well, yeah, but Darren Bond's the referee, so um, yeah. Yeah. Um, right, a couple of stats: the only win at King Power Stadium was on Boxing Day, two thousand and four. Not quite football in symmetry, but it's almost football in symmetry. I like if we win, I'll accept it. Um, yeah. I will accept that. And also, we should mention uh, last game Plymouth was Ollie Rathbone's 300th career appearance in all competitions. Not for us, no, not all for us, um, but that's a, a good landmark for him to get to. Uh, let's do some predictions and then we'll get on to the Christmas quiz. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you because you would have given a prediction. An hour ago or so to the Leicester, Leicester Tonight ITV. What did you get? What did you tell them? So I said, my heart says 1-0 victory, but my head says probably a 2-0 defeat. I might change that to a 2-1 defeat now. I can I can see us scoring, but I can just mm. see them scoring more. I just, yeah. That's that's it. I just, I, I think, I don't think they're good at, I don't think, sorry, I think they might be good at the back. I don't think they're great at the back, but I think they are very, very good going forward. I can yeah. see. I think, yeah, two, two, three, two, three, one. I'll go two, one to be nicer on us. But I, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Not, I will go. I'm gonna go dirty one nil towards just because why not? Because it's Christmas and why not? Um, <laughs> Danny, what do you reckon? Two one Rotherham. Oh, you still mix? <clears throat> Is that what you're gonna go for me? Are you gonna copy him? I'm not gonna copy him. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. I, I'm, I'm feeding into mixed positivity. I, I honestly think Rotherham could snatch a 2-1. It's about time we had a last-minute winner, I think. Oh, I couldn't take that before Christmas. 2-1, <laughs> Meg. 2-1, obviously. I'm going to go 2-0 then. You know, just put oh, me down. Oh, yes, yes, Tom. 2-0 towards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the spirit of Christmas. Yep. In the spirit of Christmas, we're all going to lose his minds and make nonsense predictions. On, yep. Honestly, though, if, if Rotherham actually beat Leicester on Saturday, I dread to think what state I'm going to turn up to work in on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and I have to work a 10 hour shift. <laughs> I'm, go I'm yeah. going to be pickled like an onion, I swear. Kim <laughs> um, Ewell says 1 1. Gummo says 4 0 to Leicester. John Mill says 4 1 to Leicester. Noel John says 3 1. Harry uh, says 1 0 to Leicester. Um, Harry says Ayala will pop up from somewhere to give them a goal. Like Doko says, be a patient nil nil. Nathan Traggy says nil one. Obviously to Leicester. Kiwi three one to the Millers. Beats our positivity. Well done, Kiwi. YouTube says two one to us as well. Nick says three one loss. Hopefully he is wrong. We hope you're wrong as well. If you build Nick saying Morrison must not start. The uh, Wengard, I don't think we've got a choice to be honest with you. Um, unless you put Newell oh. back there, who's a, who's a slow. Would you yeah. not put Hall there, or is he as slow? He's as slow, I think. 
Mm. Um, Hall will Hall will be needed over the next week or two. Will be the Christmas mm. period though. So let me see him against Middlesbrough. Maybe I don't know. We'll talk about that. That's we um, Jimmy says one nil to us. Uh, Nith probably went one nil to us. Like it. It meant to be awful. Got you, Nathan. Thank you. Um, there we go. Positivity all around. I'm, I'm happy about this. Before, before we um, crack on with the Christmas quiz, I just want to share a bit more of a positivity because um, I've just seen that it's the first time that my little brother's watching the podcast on YouTube. <laughs> Who's your little brother? Uh, Ollie. Yeah, so it, and apparently he's unprompted to um, to watch it. He's just found it on YouTube and spotted it's me and he started watching it. Oh, what a lad. <laughs> oh, I. Future oh, Miller, I'm so I'm sorry, Dad and Sam. He's a future Miller. He's not going to support the Blade. He's not going to be a Man United fan. He's going to be a Rotherham fan. I'm telling you now. Like it. I like it. Um... Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christmas time. We're done with the, we're done with the, we're done with the, um, done with the, the current day of football. Let's move on to Christmas. Um, because we're nearly there. I've got, what, four sleeps left at, at time of recording? Four sleeps left until Father Christmas comes down the chimney. Um, Nick, I can see from your face the excitement. You're, you're buzzing about Father Christmas coming, uh, coming to Christmas. I, I could do it being one sleep left between now and Christmas, to be honest. Just one long one. That's how I feel at the moment. So, yeah. <laughs> Good event tonight. I'll wake up Christmas morning. That's I'm happy with that. <laughs> then you'll miss Leicester game. So oh, well, I'll, I'll get up for that and then go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I can live with that. I can live with that. Uh, Tom, how's everything in the air household for Christmas? You were, you were buzzing and excited. Yeah, I saw a glass of wine just then. Is that a glass of wine? Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all drinking, so you know it's always going to be jolly. Um, <laughs> always fun. I think, yeah, going up to my uh, my dad's brothers to watch the game, so that should be fun. And uh, messy as well, you should imagine. So yeah, hopefully the two. If the two 0 prediction comes in, I don't think if you if you do a reaction on Sunday, I don't think you'll be seeing me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, it's perfect. Um, I'm expecting right, to slide quiz. down the chimney. By the way, I don't want so Father top. I don't want Father Christmas. I want Mick sliding down the chimney though. Well, I suppose Christmas. <laughs> yeah, um, because I saw Tom drinking, I thought, "Oh, I might have a drink because it's Christmas." And I asked me, "Mum, where's the um, the uh, <laughs> vanilla Irish cream?" It basically just like knockoff Bailey's. Um, mm. Turns out that's for Christmas, so I'm not allowed oh. it. Um, yeah. So, what beers have I got? <laughs> Carlin, probably. I've got having a Carlin. I'm not having. A, I'm not having a Carlin. Good God, no! I've got a choice between a porter. Um, 
no idea what this one is, but it's 5.4 and it sounds dangerous. Um, and then a stout. I'm going to have the dangerous one. Why not? Uh, John, John Relmick wants to know if you're moonlighting as the milk tray man with that shirt and tie. One, one for the oldies there, John. Is one one for the oldies there. None of these young lads will know what you're talking about, but no. No, not a clue. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, let's do the Christmas quiz. Get yourself pen and paper. Tie off. I mean, that's not me. Christmas is here now. <laughs> Make you feel better. Jesus. Make you feel less intimidated, John. <laughs> Uh, right, Christmas quiz. You need a pen and paper because we'll do five questions at a time. There's only 20 questions. I think we did more last year. I think 20 is a reasonable number. We'll do f- around we won, who won last year? Me. Uh, no. <laughs> Probably wasn't. <laughs> there was only three yeah. of you on there. It can't be that hard to remember. <laughs> Mick should have won uh, uh, because he's old and he knows stuff. He should know stuff. Um <laughs> We, we 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 had some bias last year to be fair for the quiz. We had some we had some, we had some Swedish words, didn't we? No, none of that this year, sadly. You know, we tried we did try to get a special guest on this year, but things didn't pan out. Um, oh, Jesus, strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, yeah. There were, there's always pressure at Christmas. There's pressure to get a get guests on. When the bar lass had turned up two Christmases ago, and I think oh, he sort yeah. of ruined our Christmases. Um, we our Christmas episode peaked at that point. I, I, yeah, did, yeah. So. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Well, last uh, right. two Christmases ago, and this me on this one. <laughs> exactly. Upgrade. Definitely an upgrade, mate. <laughs> I won't. I won't join Middlesbrough. That's what I won't do. True. Yeah. If there's a Middlesbrough podcast watching, yeah, he's not exactly. for sale. I'm afraid. Staying <laughs> in. Uh, was right. that the time he joined us from a car park at Medderall? Yes. <laughs> it was. We had, had Alison on, didn't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was class. That was oh, class. That episode. Really. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, Nick's on the sherry. People are telling us the drinks. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's fine by me. Nick's on the sherry. Um, uh, Sarah Odin's on a uh, glass of rosé. Very nice. Uh, Mine is. I, I don't know if that's a drink. Woo woo. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, next year, somebody else. Shelley says next time somebody else can do the questions, and I'll do the quiz. I'm no problem with that. Somebody else can do the questions next time. Um, this has been easy because all I've done is almost copy and paste all the, most of the questions from last year and just change some of the answers, <laughs> uh, which is quite good. So last year we did a Matt Taylor round. So this year we're going to do a Liam Richardson round. Oh dear! Yay. No way. What? Audience participation is needed. Oh, Come on. Yay. Yay. Yeah. 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 So uh, write your answers down, and then after the after the end of the round, we'll go back through uh, the answers, obviously. Right. So the first question in Liam Richardson round. Oh, Liam Richardson came on as substitute for Blackpool. Uh, in a cup final, to win the cup final, what was the trophy's name? Oh God! Um... And I need the name of it at the time. Otherwise, otherwise, it wouldn't be the correct answer. Um, don't look at the comments, you three, because people will be putting the answers in the comments. I'm going to go on to private chat so I can't sleep. Yeah, likewise. Um, Take we'll... There we go. Right, um, that was the first question. Second question: Liam Richardson made 11, 11 appearances for Bolton as they won promotion. Which division did they win promotion to? Tom, 
Tom's getting help from his family here, by the way, if you two want to. My mum's Liam Richardson knowledge is way better than anyone's I've ever met. So. Is your mum Liam Richardson? <laughs> <laughs> the only guy who can answer all these correctly. <laughs> Leah Richardson. Leah Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question three. Liam Richardson won his second career promotion in 2006 with which club? I can't wait. I know I need to do these questions. I can't work out if they're easy or hard to be honest with you. I know I write them or make them up. I can wait. You are? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. He's our manager. You should know stuff about him. Why? I'm not a stalker. I just wanted to just wanted to win some games. Okay, fair enough. Please, Liam. Three points. Three. Do you need a minute, Danny? What? Are you all right there? Do you need a yeah, minute? No, I'm fine, man. Carry on. <laughs> uh, question four. Liam Richardson started his managerial career with Accrington Stanley in 2013. In which league were they in at the time? 2013. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Tom keeps looking over his shoulder for somebody to tell him as he does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and final question the Limbishes around. Not got a clue, eh? Not got a clue. <laughs> uh, there is only one point. They will require three answers for one point on this this final one. Which three clubs has Liam Richardson been the assistant to Paul Cook after Accrington Stanley? What? <laughs> <laughs> so three clubs he has assisted Paul Cook at. What are those three clubs? If you don't get all three, you don't get a point. Tom, if you get five out of five here, there's going to be people calling you. Calling you I was just about to say that. <laughs> right. Let's go back to the start. Liam Richardson. The first question, Liam Richardson came on a substitute for Blackpool in which cup final competition, which they did win. He came on as a 90th minute substitute. That's uh, so got his money's worth. Um, I need the football league trophy is not an acceptable answer. Yeah, it needs to be the name of the trophy. What do we have? Johnston Paint was not the Johnston's Paint's trophy. Great Rover, now. <laughs> <laughs> Danny LDV Vans. The LDV no, Vans. Put trophy. that in the chat. No, I'm not having that. I thought I went yeah. that because it was in the, in the chat. chat. <laughs> oh, Mick, what did you have? Uh, I went with Johnston Paint. <laughs> I think it was, it was about 2004, this final. That it was. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was 02, so I got the year wrong, but I knew Blackpool had won the LDV. Yeah. Uh, next question. Liam Richardson made 11 appearances for Bolton as they won promotion to which division? Mick, what do you have? I thought, well, I thought it went up to Premier League. Thought Premier League, Danny? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, likewise. Premier League, it was. That's right. Hey. Oh, question right. Oh, my God. I'll take one out of five. <laughs> Um, I don't think we got that one. Uh, Paramount is League One, no, not League One, sadly. Uh, next one, Liam Richardson won second career promotion in 2006 with which football club? Danny? Mix, that's Accrington. Danny? Preston. That Tom? Bolton or Blackpool, the two of which you've said. <laughs> go Bolton, I'll go Bolton. It was Accrington. Um, it was from the National League, or from it was the oh, conference no. at the time, probably. 
Does that uh, mean that's the next answer? <laughs> no, it's not the next answer. Oh. Uh, we should start his manual career in 2013 with Accrington Stanley. Which league were they in, Tom? Two. They were in League Two. Yeah. Danny, Nick, did you get that? No, I got National League. Yeah, no, I got <laughs> National League as well. And the, the final one of this round was which three clubs did has, has Richardson assisted after he left Accrington Stanley? Just, is anybody confident? No, Wigan. I know, I know Wigan. Okay, Wigan is one of them. Yeah. That was the most recent. What else, what else you got? Ipswich. Not Ipswich. Um, um, not confident at all, then. Chesterfield. Chesterfield is one, yeah. Oh, that, that was um, one of Anybody got the last one? Is it Accrington? It's not, no. All right, never mind. Blackpool. Pompey. Oh. oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, no, they got promoted from them, actually. I got um, two of them. Can I have a point? Yeah, I got two of them. Well, then me and Mick is... Oh, never mind. <laughs> None of you said Portsmouth. <laughs> so, um, right, next round. In theory, should be easier. Some, some of these will be easier. Some of these won't be easier. Uh, so, for example, the first one's not easy. I know this. Which ro- current Rotherham player has his birthday closest to Christmas Day? That's a horrific question. That is a bad oh, question. horrific. Well, we had this last year. Uh, these, you know... Has it changed since last year? Well, that'd be telling, wouldn't it? He's <laughs> still Damn. saying birthday, Danny. Yeah, I don't think the person's birthday has changed. But, I mean, Unless they were one. Well, it was only one twenty eighth. You know, you know what I meant? Are they still at the club? I, I couldn't possibly say. Um, <laughs> good luck with that one. The next one I think is easier, and I think you'll have got a better chance. It's, it's still hard, but anyway. I'm going to stop telling you it's easy or hard. Uh, which Rotherham player scored closest to Christmas Day last season? And again, I said this is easy because you can work this out. If you remember the games from last season, and we didn't score that many goals last season, I don't think. <laughs> John Rowe, I don't like my birthday anymore. I'm going to move it to December the 24th. <laughs> Right. Are we happy to move on? I'm not so happy with your answers because I know you're not going to ha- be happy with that. Should we move on? Because you're, you're all going to get this next one. You've got an easy one. I'll be kind to you all for question three. Uh, who was the manager of Rotherham United last Christmas? Easy for you. Easy peasy. Was it Paul Warren? <laughs> That's about. <laughs> Lee Peltier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're all guaranteed a point on this quiz, everybody. Well, you should be anyway. Depends on what you've had to drink, I suppose. Um, question four When was the last time that Rotherham played at home on Boxing Day? God, um, the last one, do we have, do we have to say the season or the team. The question is when to the season. Okay. I should have um, put the team in as well to make it more difficult. I could have put the team in result in, but we didn't. And the final question of Rotherham United at Christmas is, when All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey was released, what league were Rotherham United in? 
going to work it out. Work out when it was. I'm mean, going to say that. Tom and Danny have got no chance. <laughs> Sorry, Mick. Matt, as someone who works in the hospitality sector, I am now immune to that song. And I have no clue when it was released at all because it was. Oh, it's. Right. Uh, by the way, in terms of that league, I'll accept the current iteration. So it's obviously not, but if, if, you, if you said National League and it was conference, I'll accept. I found this on the web. So Drew is looking up the answers. Right. Miller's at Christmas. We'll go back to the answers. Mick, what did you guess? The Robin player whose birthday is closest to Christmas Day. Lee Peltier. Not Lee Peltier. Oh. oh. Danny? I, I had the same. Did you really? You all had Lee Peltier? Nope. What do you have, what do you have Tom? I had Jamie Lindsay. It's not Jamie Lindsay. Is it Tom he Eves? Was, he's an October birthday. Last really? year, the answer was Talajibola. But that's he's because been... McGuckin hadn't made a league appearance. Um... It's Kieran McGuckin. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> He was born on the 30th. His birthday is the 30th of December, according to Wikipedia. If you got that right, well done. Cheers. If you got that well done, everybody, that is, uh, you would have be a, you're, yeah. you're gonna have a mince pie that you've got in your own house. And I, I think, I think if, McGu- I think if McGuckin's in the chat, he's not guessing himself. Five days out. Oh. <laughs> well, the last, last year were bowling, anyway, third of January. There were nobody getting closer than that. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> right, Rotherham player, which Rotherham player scored the club? Christmas Day last season. Tom, anything? I just, Barlasser. I just went on a guess if he was scoring around that time. No, not Barlasser. Danny? I guess as well, and I said Lindsay. Not Jamie Lindsay. Mick? Uh, Adolphin. Not Adolphin. The guy's not at the club anymore. It was kind of Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He scored. Um, there was an own goal in the in the Boxing Day game, Washington. but he's then scored a goal after the own goal because I couldn't put on goal. <laughs> I wanted to give you a chance to be honest with you, uh, and I felt like an own goal would be a cheat answer. Uh, anyway, altogether, who was the manager for Rotherham United last Christmas? Paul Warren, Matt Taylor. <laughs> Matt Taylor. <laughs> That's a point for all of you. Well done. I hope it's a point for everybody at home as well. Yes, it is. It is. Should be. Right. When did Rotherham United last play a home game on Boxing Day? It's one of those horrible questions where it's either a lot closer than you think or it's miles away. 2020. The COVID season? Mm. Yes. Yeah, we were meant to play at home on on that year, but we didn't because of COVID. Because of the COVID outbreak. Did we play Bolton? We did play Bolton at home, but I I don't think it was Boxing Day. Oh, never mind then. Uh, so let me guess it right. The year I guessed, we didn't even play. <laughs> I said 2021. <laughs> Correct. Um, Danny was right. Well, last year. We're at home last year. Do again. We stoke at home on Boxing Day. Oh, we did, didn't we? <laughs> A wild, yeah. I couldn't well, I remember why I forgot. I remember why I forgot that because I was horribly ill over Christmas last year and didn't eat for about a week. Oh, <laughs> not to go to that story. I don't even remember Boxing Day last year. That's really bad. Yeah, pretty bad. But yeah, you should have all got that. You didn't. There you go. Uh, final one. This is obviously okay. going to be a guess for you all. What league were it? Rather United in when All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey was released. Mick, do you know what year this was? I got a Scooby Doo, mate. I would go probably around about 94-ish. 
nailed off banger. Yeah, yeah. Nightfall. No way. No, well, no. Well, he knew it. He knew I'm it. Not in giving you a point for that. But listen, I'm I'm quite ashamed that I know that. <laughs> uh, what league were Run the United in, Mick? We'll give you first bash as you were League back Two. There. I, I can't remember. You were League Two, Danny. Uh, I went for Old Second Division to so League One. Tom, I went League Two. It's Division Two, League One. Let's get him. I should have. Come ah, on, Ralph. Mick, you're good at this. It was good at getting you the song. <laughs> uh, not the actual question though <laughs> that was my that's probably my greatest punt in the dark answer ever what we're looking for like for scores we're halfway through now so what we're looking for, like for scores 4 out of 10 for Danny uh, 3 for me yeah, 10 for Tom sorry everybody yeah. this has been quite hard 3 it's gone 3 okay I think you'll get some of this one this is the next one it's just a general quick Christmas round so there's always yeah. you could get 5 out of 5 on this one to be fair um, so, first question of the Christmas round: Where was the baby Jesus thought to have been born? This would be a town slash village slash city, not the country or whatever. I, I was going to check that my mute button's working for Christmas <laughs> questions. <laughs> no, it's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question two of the Christmas round. In the film Home Alone, where were the McAllisters going on holiday when they left Kevin alone? A classic Christmas film. Mick, you're a fan of uh, Home Alone? Uh, I've seen it. So, <laughs> I know that. That's a great response. I love you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. Um, Chris Page just put the country after, except it's the city that they're going to. Country is not acceptable. Uh, You've question three. Comments now. <laughs> question three. What was the name of the last ghost to visit Scrooge in A Christmas Carol? See, I told you the chance to be all three of these. Well, so far. I think, I think the other two are uh, working. I don't know. That, that way it makes sense, that, to be honest with you. But anyway. Uh, moving on. Question four. What colour Christmas does Elvis have? Music question for you there, mate. Got it. I know you would. I know you, I know you would. <laughs> and we will finish our question, question five on the, on the Christmas round. What words follow Silent Night in the song? Makes me able to sing that when we get to the answers. Not happening. No, you, you, you can no, you stuff up the chimney now. I've given you a kind round before we go on to the next next round, which could be tough, the final one. Nice. Is it spelling? Right. Where <laughs> was the baby Jesus thought to have been born, Danny? Jerusalem. Not Jerusalem. I think they were from Jerusalem, Mary and Jerusalem. Oh, is it Nazareth? No. no. Oh, they were from Nazareth, Nazareth weren't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mick? Uh, it's Bethlehem. Hmm. It's Bethlehem. Um, yeah, Bethlehem. It's real it's we'll give him a shout in the comments. Uh, Paramount says Bethlehem. Yes, it was Bethlehem. Uh, where in the film, Home Alone, where were the McAllisters going on holiday when they abandoned their child? Tom? 
Paris. They were going to Paris. Yes, they were. Yes. Nice. Did we, Danny Mick, did you get that one? Yes. No. I thought you did hadn't you watched it, it, Mick. You are? I thought you hadn't watched it. I hadn't, but there was someone on Twitter about it earlier on today. <laughs> I have watched Danny, it. did you not get that? No. no did you? What did you put? LA. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Wayne says Pride in London. Oh, Wayne, Wayne, I shouldn't have clicked on that. I think I could it too late. Move on. What was the name? What was the name of the last ghost to visit Scrooge in the Christmas Carol? Quickly. Was it that? No. Christmas future, wasn't it? Yeah. The ghost of Christmas yet to come was the name yeah, of the ghost. Thing. Oh um, come on! Well, it's not in, the, in, in the in the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's Ghost of Christmas Future. <laughs> You're a Muppet Christmas. <laughs> 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 Tom's wine drunk. Oh dear! <laughs> I'll be kind. Of give that I'll be very kind. I shouldn't I give you that. Well, you Christmas spirit and all that. Uh, what, what Christmas is Elvis having, Mick? Blue, blue Christmas. Oh, blue, blue. Right. Depending if you want to be pedantic about it. What? It was a blue, blue Christmas. I don't think the title of the song was Blue, Blue Christmas, though, was it? I have no idea. That's what he sang. Uh, and. What were the what were the words for uh, that follow Silent Night in the song? Holy, Holy Night. There you go. Did you get that one as well, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good stuff. Five, five out of five for Mick and yeah. Tom. Yes. Five for five. Come on. Danny two. got two. Which yeah. one was did you get? I got the Bethlehem one, didn't you? Yeah, the only ones I got right was the future one on a technicality and Holy Night. What did you? What colour Christmas did Elvis have then? White. I don't know. Yeah. What's a blue Christmas unless they're underwater? I don't know. I'm sure it's a, a reference to blues music, I guess. Anyway. It's a reference to him feeling very low and feeling was blue it? because he's lazy. Uh, uh, okay. Well, can I, before we move on, can I just say, you know, you know that meme where someone insults you that in a way you've not heard before it actually makes you smile? That is exactly what Tom did to me. That's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Right>. it slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, round four, the final round is Rotherham United this year. <laughs> it's going to be some of these are going to be really, really hard. And you're going to guess some of these you might be able to work out. First one's going to be a guess. If you get this, you deserve a million points. Um, you're not going to get a million points, though. Um, <laughs> this county up to now. How many points have Rotherham United got in the league this year? Up to now? Up to now. Not including games that haven't happened yet. How many what? How many points have Rotherham got this year since since the turn of the year? Wait, pause. Do you mean this year is in the calendar year or this year is in this calendar. season? Calendar year. Right, okay, never mind. Changing my answer. Right, there we go. Good luck on that one. Um, you know how many points we have. So, yeah, people in the comments, not this season, calendar year. Uh, right. Which player has made the most appearances? This is all this year, so from January. From January to now, who has made the most appearances for Rotherham United?
there we go. Some of these you can work out. I, th I, th I think I can probably work this next one out. Uh, who has the most yellow cards this year? <laughs> How do you spell Ayala? <laughs> Nick, I really hope you know how to spell Ayala, by the way. Sound it out. Sound it out. <laughs> Three different letters. Oh, God. Penultimate uh, question. Who has scored the most goals this year for Alamey United? Is this all calendar year, right? Yeah. All calendar year, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Chris Page says referee has the most cards this year. Well, he's got two, Annie, to be fair. So not probably not one the most. Um so there, there we go. That was the penultimate question. This last one, I'll give you a minute to think on this one because you'll need, might, you might want to work it out. So, again, this year, how many players have we signed, including loans? So that includes the January transfer window into the summer transfer window up to now. Do play... Oh, this is tough for me to ask. Do players signing twice count as two or one? Renewal so, of contracts don't count. So, i.e. Morrison... So, Peltier was a renewal, so Peltier is not a new signing. Morrison example. signed in Jan and in summer. Does he count as two or one? Well, a, a, a renewal, it doesn't oh, count okay. as a new signing. Okay, cool. Yeah. This, this is going to be really... <laughs> it's going to be controversial no matter what you say. <laughs> I've just like a punt in the dark on that one. You could work it out. You could try anyway. If I try and work it out, will we sat here until 10 o'clock? Well, it depends how many we made, doesn't it? I have Christmas presents to wrap, Matthew. <laughs> you mean Father Christmas is not bringing them? Or pre-wrapped? No, because no, I'm on his, oh, on his naughty list with my shenanigans on the last podcast. <laughs> Just ruined some Christmas for sorry, Sorry, kids. Can't believe that cat's out of Shelly says, for a bonus point, can you name them all? If you can name them all without cheating, I will happily give you a bonus point, but I haven't made a note of them all, so that would be quite difficult. Um, so let's go Let's go through the, the uh, points, first of all. <clears throat> points this season, sorry, this year. How many points do we have since the turn of the year, Mick? Uh, probably got a bit on the low side here. 27 I've gone for. 27, 27 is a bit low. Uh, Danny? 29. Still a bit low, Tom? Oh, I went 30, so I don't think I'm... No, just under... Uh, 36. Oh, that's more than I... We've got... How many have we got this season? 13? 13, yeah. So we've got 20... Yeah, 20 yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, John Rell was close. She's said 37, which is actually very, very close. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, I think will do people. Who has oh, made yeah. the most appearances for Rotherham United this season? Uh, this year? Oh, you said this season. Yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, Harry says Victor, Cheryl says Victor, Chris says Victor, Paramus says Victor, John Rell says Swedish keeper Victor, uh, Shelley says Victor. Did anybody else say not Victor? It's not going to be Victor, is it? It's not, not Victor. Be... Victor was injured last season, remember? I thought he was and injured at the start. And All also, right. there's, the, there's, the, there's the cup appearances. Where Dylan Phillips would have made two appearances this season as well, rather than Victor. Won't, won't Victor in this calendar year? Didn't Victor like only miss two games? If well, if you if you include the cup games, he would have missed four games. 
Victor made 40 like... appearances this calendar year. John Hugel is 42. Oh. I think that's probably every game. I haven't checked that. That's probably every single game that Hugel's played in this year in all competitions. Uh, since he signed, anyway, he didn't sign until the end of January. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Nobody got that There's one. definitely a clause in his contract. <laughs> you should all get this, I think. Who has the most yellow cards this calendar year? Rathbone. Ollie. Ollie Rathbone. He has 11 yellow cards uh, since the turn of the year. In 13 games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who will dive the same out as Victor? <laughs> Harsh, John. Harsh. Uh, Shelley thought it might be Ollie with the with playing most experience. Ollie was out for quite a long time last week. I mean, it's like two months mm. last year, from like January mm. to March. He was out quite a lot, something like that. Uh, maybe maybe not quite a long, but he was out for quite a period. Um, top scorer, who's the score the most goals since the turn of the year? I, See, mm. I put Jordan Hugel in there because he was he's made most appearances. I can't I can't add that. He scored eight. He scored five last season and eight and three this season. Yes, got eight. Very mm. good, Tom. Did you put him as your answer? I put him as my answer as eight because I couldn't think of anyone who scored more. Yeah, Danny, did you get Jordan? Yeah, as well? Hugo as well. Very good. Yeah, eight this season, which doesn't sound oh, very much. Eight in a year is terrible. No, um, do I get a bonus point for getting the actual amount of goal? You don't. That's sad, I know that, isn't it? It's quite sad. <laughs> uh, and finally, good luck, everybody. How many signings has Rotherham made since the turn of the year? I'm going through it now. Hold on. Give us your best guess. I've said 13. Unlucky. We went 12 this season, Danny. Yeah, but someone on the contract renewals, so they don't count. Not, not 12 signings. Grant Hall's a new signing, for example. That's not a renewal. Grant Hall was a signing. Yeah, yeah we, okay, whatever. Controversial. <laughs> I uh, told so... you, whatever happens, someone's going to say controversial. Correct. <laughs> This is this is the essence of a British Christmas. We're I'm arguing 24. about something that doesn't actually matter. You put one, money, Mick. Twenty-four. Yeah, That's I went fifteen. I'm not. Mm. Twenty. Mm. It was twelve this season. So again, can I have a point for being closest? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. uh, so it was twelve this season and eight from it was seven in January plus Tyler Blackett, I think, in March. Uh, it was eight last season. Blackett. 12 this season. So, so what about taking off the contract renewals from this season? That reduces... Oh, pack it in now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, P- Peltier and Sean Morrison are not included. It's just Grant Hall. Well, that's how I like it. No, Morrison does count because we bought him in January. Oh, 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 sorry, Morrison oh, would count in January. Yeah, the renewal yeah. doesn't count as a second one, though. Yeah, so we didn't sign 12 players in the, in the summer then, did we? Lads. 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 Can can yeah, Morrison's not counting that 12 this summer. Morrison's counting Let me just stop you all January. there, please. Be, please. You Rotherham United fans accept defeat graciously, like we always do. <laughs> Nick, you haven't seen Twitter. We never de- accept defeat graciously. So we have twenty points, everybody in the comments. Let us know, count your scores and let us know what you got. See if you can beat any of these three. Because uh, turns out that was quite a hard quiz. You've Not definitely sorry. beaten me because I've appallingly. Uh, John Merrill says we've lost control of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I've sort of won because I asked the question, so I'm happy with that. Um, Nick, we're going to assume you won last year, so there's pressure on you as reigning champion. Little well, or not. Uh, what did I'm, you get? To be fair, it, it, the, 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 the result of this quiz mirrors my life precisely. I got an adequate 10. <laughs> <laughs> Bang average. Bang average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, I like it. Dan, I assume from that reaction you didn't get 10. Well, to be fair, the quiz adequately shows my life slightly below average with eight. Oh, eight. Okay, hold on. Eight. Oh, Tom's Tom's doing um, a recount. Yeah, I got 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I heard, I heard Nick question. Say, record question. Uh, I heard Nick say 10 and I was recounting. No, I got 10. <laughs> All right, bear with me. I'm going to reload my computer now for, for tiebreak question. I can't remember where it were now. I just assumed you'd be gracious enough not to get the same amount of points. Yeah, no, it's our fault. You're right. Can I get a bonus <laughs> point? I got as many. Because uh, I got I got Hugo's amount of goals. Does that see me through? Uh, sadly yeah. not. Uh, right, Matt. Can I find the tiebreaker question? If you're quick about it. Oh, one of us has to get it though. Right, you, you, you. Well, you'll get that, Danny. I will tell everybody what to do in terms of. So make sure everybody has subscribed on YouTube if you haven't done already. Make sure you check out the scam report, which is up now. We spoke to Chris from Leicester Till I Die TV. Um, that's very good. It's interesting about their season so far. How I asked if it was easy, it sort of wasn't. Um, so check that out because I think that's quite interesting. In terms of the next episode, I don't think we're going to be able to do one after the Leicester game. Um, time doesn't allow post Leicester game and then into Christmas Eve. You know, we're not we're not going to record it. Eight o'clock on Christmas Eve night because none of you'll watch anyway. Um, <laughs> so we, if we get time, we may do kind of an instant reaction after the Leicester game. Maybe if we've got time, we can work something out, and we'll try and shut that on YouTube if we can. Otherwise, it'll probably be the day after Boxing Day that we're back in terms of a review for Leicester Middlesbrough, and then a preview of the Sunderland game. Keep an eye on the socials. Uh, if we can work something out, let us know. But yeah, we're, we're going to Leicester, and then there's a. I'm going out Saturday night is one of the reasons. So <laughs> the Christmas beer is calling me, sadly. Um, there you go. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye. If we work some out, keep an eye on the socials. Um, how have I got seven? Ten. Shocking, Tom. Yeah. Danny, do we have a, a tiebreaker question to split these two? We do. <clears throat> So the tiebreaker question is: How many different countries have won the World Cup? Ooh, do, you, do you know this off the top of your head? Because I see you leaning back and thinking about this. One. Yeah, I do know it off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Look at yeah. Oh, Mick, well, let me know when you're ready. No, hang on, um, wait, hang on, don't tell me because we need to wait. With two. We need to wait till you're both ready, don't we? Otherwise, you could still say an answer. You could copy your answer and then we'd be just keep going and going and going. You ready, Tom? Yeah, as much as ever. So, Mick, go on first. 11. Okay. It's got to be too high. <clears throat> Tom? Tom? I, 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 I got eight. I correct. think nine. Oh, is it eight? Eight, eight is correct. <clears throat> oh. Now name them all. <laughs> name them all. Uh, Brazil, Brazil, Argentina, England, Germany, France, Italy, Uruguay, Spain. Nice. Well done. Cool. Very I, good. I might have been missing one there. I, I, I counted West Germany and Germany as two separate countries, obviously. <laughs> uh, you got uh, and you, uh, and uh, you uh, came uh, to uh, 11. The current German <laughs> nation is <laughs> Germany, not East Germany. Yeah. So it, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> There we go. Thank you all for being with us tonight with our Christmas episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. We will be back in the in-between period between Christmas and New Year. It should have an official name, but doesn't. 
Uh, but we're back at that point. Please follow us on social media and subscribe, like I've already mentioned, and on iTunes, Spotify. Make sure to subscribe. If you, if you are listening to iTunes, Spotify, let us know what you're going to quiz as well. See if you can beat 10 um, of Tom. You won't win anything other than our respect, which you'll, which you'll, which you'll have more of. Um, <laughs> I hope you all have a lovely Christmas. Uh, I hope it's the best one ever. Well, Father Christmas brings you everything you want, especially three points from uh, from Leicester on Saturday. That'd be the best present we could all wish for. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, Tom. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Danny. Merry Christmas to you too, and to everybody <clears throat> on the podcast and in the comments. Yeah, and uh, Michael, the the. I don't know. I just love your get up tonight. It's just cheered me right up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Bar <laughs> the, the definition of a corporate Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, Mick. Merry Christmas. And you and everybody else. Have a good one. Thank you, everybody. Well, for watching. Merry Christmas and up the Millers. See you next time. Merry Christmas. It's a wild, wild through a goal, slots it beyond Fodringer, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi! TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.